Today on the podcast, a mantelpiece moment that combines two of my favourite things, books and films. A novel that raises a lot of questions and then kind of leaves them unanswered. And of course, the weekly reveal to what magical book I have pulled down from my to-be-read shelf. All of that and more this week on A Novel Review. Hello and welcome to the literature podcast, A Novel Review. My name is Seamus, your host, and together we will discuss, dissect, and explore the wonderful world of literature, and the wonderful world of literature is a vast and dense jungle, so let's start making our way through, one book at a time. Hey guys, welcome back to the beginning of another episode of A Novel Review, a podcast exploring the wonderful world of literature. My name is Seamus, I am your host, and for today's episode, The Man Who Is Thursday by G.K. Chesterton. But before I jump into this novel, I always take a moment to reflect on any mantelpiece moments, something to highlight from the week past, and this moment doesn't actually come from the past week, it comes from a few weeks ago. I was travelling and I found myself in Florence in Italy, and while travelling any country, I naturally gravitate towards some bookshops, and I came across one in Florence that was incredibly beautiful and, and quite unique. It was built in what I assume was an old theatre, And they had removed all the seats in the front section where the stalls would have been. And that's where they had all the bookshelves, which was incredibly beautiful. But they still had the original stage there. And then there was a screen there. And then they still had the the stalls of the seats up in the thing. And then the wings, there was tables and chairs. And so what it was, was this bookshop. But then they're also running Disney films all day. Just, you know, Disney film after Disney film after Disney film. Like I sat there and I watched... Fantasia, I saw The Sword and the Stone, I saw The Lady and the Tramp, I had an excellent time there. I did buy some books as well. Uh, But the best part is, it's all free. It is all free, you just walk in, you don't even have to buy a book, you can just walk in, head straight upstairs, sit there and watch films all day for free. There were people sitting in the wings studying, there's also a cafe if you want to get a coffee or a bite to eat. It was just such a fun experience and it's 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 one of those things that you want everyone to know about and that you also don't want anyone to know about because you want to keep it sort of unknown and untouched naturally i'm telling all you beautiful book people so you can head along there if you're ever in area purchase a book support them and yeah maybe watch an old disney film or two housekeeping as always all the scripts from the episode are available on my website there should also be closed captions somewhere around here and yeah, please like, subscribe, and five-star reviews. I really appreciate it. It helps other people find the pod, and it also makes me smile. So thanks a lot, guys. Okay, let's set off into this philosophical, whimsical story. A story that, even at the end, I was unsure of what it was about. A story that twisted and turned and made no sense, and yet somehow made perfect sense. A story that had an insane plot line and yet everything seemed to happen exactly how you thought it would. I'm going to jump straight into the novel, straight into an overview of the novel because it is needed. There will be spoilers along the way of the episode and even in this overview because spoilers are basically the talking point and if I don't discuss the talking points, we don't have a book podcast. So 
Here we go. Gabrielle Syme is a detective who infiltrates a secret anarchist society. As he delves deeper into the organisation, he discovers that the members are not what they seem. It turns out that the other members of this anarchist council, except for the head of the council, the man referred to as Sunday, all the other members are members of the police force who have been recruited to do the same as Syme. And so the question arises, who is Sunday? But also, if they are all police officers, who are they actually fighting against? A novel that turns itself on itself and had many, many reversing lines. And I've got one here for you. Just for context, this is a character that they are chasing and they think he's trying to escape by catching a train. And then he turns to them and says, I didn't care about catching the train. I cared about whether the train caught me and now by God, it has caught me. Do you catch a train or does a train catch you and whisk you away? Small comedic moments of philosophical introspection. It is a novel that I am sure would attract a lot of opinions. A novel that would be great, great fun and different to discuss and like perfect for a book club. But alas, uh, well, I'm here alone. So I will give you my best fair review of the novel. It was written in 1908 and it is considered a psychological thriller and a fantasy novel of sorts. And I word it like that because a lot of this novel seems absurdly fun and kind of ridiculous and you kind of have a sense of what you think the ending will be. And then when you get there, it kind of hits you. But I imagine it hits everyone in their own way. So I'm only going to discuss how I felt about it. It does have quite an ambiguous ending and naturally can lead to differing viewpoints. So when you get there, you will hear mine. Try not to kill me. Don't be angry at me. There's, as I said, going to be spoilers in this episode because, I mean, it's hard to discuss a book like this without spoilers. So just, yeah, final chance you have been warned. So I said this on a previous episode. The novel opens with some really nice discourse between Gabrielle Syme and an anarchist he meets in the park by the name of Gregory. The two discuss the nature of anarchism and the meaning of poetry in the world. Throughout this discussion, some wonderfully fun points are made, such as Syme claiming that the most poetical and beautiful thing in the world is the map of the London underground. Now, I live in London, so this really did make me laugh because I don't share that opinion, and I think it is an absurd opinion. Although that being said, I do understand what he is trying to assert, that The beauty and the poetry of humanity is in what we have managed to control because there is a chaos to nature that is unexplainable and so providing an order to the everyday brings a beauty to it. I can't lie, I do love when I see time-lapse videos of bustling city centres. I love the weave of humanity threading through life. I love people watching, simply going about their daily business. So when Sime is making this poetical and philosophical stance, I really enjoyed it. Do you know who doesn't enjoy it? Gregory, who is so upset by this, he invites Syme to accompany him to the anarchist meeting, the very meeting in which Gregory expects to be invited to become the man known as Thursday. But things take an unexpected turn with two moments. First, once in the office of these anarchists, in the lion's den, in the heart of these terrible, terrible anarchists, Syme reveals to Gregory that he is a police officer, and to Gregory only does he reveal this. And then Syme, once the council members have arrived, puts himself forward as the right man to be Thursday, of which he is duly elected. 
it is a wild turn of events and sets off this chain reaction of other events, each one growing more and more preposterous and fanciful than the last. Syme discovers over time that other members of the council, in fact all of the members of the council except Sunday, are also police officers infiltrating the anarchists. And so the question arises, who are they up against? The answer they come to is Sunday, the head of the anarchist council, but the question still remains, who are they up against? And the question makes you extend it to your own lives. Who are we up against? Who are we really up against? Maybe we are the police officers who think they are surrounded by criminals when in actual fact everyone is a police officer just like you and I, and so we are only up against each other because that's what we think, when in actual fact everyone is just like everyone else and we're all just trying to do our best. What the novel does really well is explore the nature of perception and delusion and how that can influence and distort your rationale of thinking. And it does this not just to the characters but also to the reader because as the events unfold the police officers are chased across countries, albeit it's just England and France, but still across countries and they convince themselves through fear and uncertainty that essentially the whole world has succumbed to the whims of Sunday's power and the world is now filled with anarchists and the world is falling. These men, these officers of the law have abandoned reason for a fear-driven truth that they convince themselves of. The novel ends shrouded in as much ambiguity as the truth of the ideas behind it. Sunday, when asked who he is and if he has ever suffered the way these men have now suffered being chased by anarchists, Sunday's final response is a Bible passage saying, Can ye drink the cup that I drink of? Because of this, a lot of people take Sunday to be Jesus, and there is a strong pull for this, that this story is actually a theodicy, which I'm not disagreeing with, but the way I read and interpreted Sunday was that Sunday was nature. To me, he read as this force that didn't seem to be for or against anything else. He was in fact on both sides of the coin that this story presents us. He simply exists as basically what the men make of him. They build him up to be this evil force that has plans to take over the world and so they thought he had succeeded and so in their minds that is what he became. What this novel does really well is it explores the nature of perception and delusion and how that can influence and distort your rationale of thinking. And it does this not just to the characters but also to the reader because as the events unfold you too are wondering what the rationale explanation is for what is actually happening. It is a fantastic little book, quite short and it really has some wonderful questions being posited in that I am sure, I'm absolutely certain I'm going to read this again and have a different experience with it. I am going to rate this book a 4.4 out of 5 because it was an incredibly fun, dense but also really great adventure story and it just raised some very great questions and I would recommend it. So what am I reading this week? This week I am reading a book that I was looking forward to for a very long time. I am reading The Hobbit by J.R.R. Tolkien. I said at the start of the year I was going to do more fantasy and sci-fi and I mean it wouldn't be fantasy without some good old-fashioned Tolkien there. Lord of the Rings is my favorite book so this was an easy choice. I didn't want to read The Lord of the Rings all over again like I did but I thought no I'll do The Hobbit. Uh, because it's been so long since I've read that. My last experience reading The Hobbit was actually listening to it uh, in peak 
early COVID 2020 lockdown days, Andy Circus, who voiced Gollum, actually did a live Facebook stream where he sat down and read the whole book in one sitting. You know, he took you know, a couple of tea breaks and, and bathroom breaks, of course, but it was just absolutely fantastic. There was hundreds of thousands of people on that live stream. Uh, I remember when it got to the chapter Riddles in the Dark, which is when it's the, 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 the dialogue between Bilbo and Gollum, Andy Serkis, of course, was doing the voice, and that's when I, I like I think there was up to a million people live streaming at that point, watching the live stream. Um, that was just an incredibly fun thing that happened in COVID. And then he went on to re-record sort of a, a bit more settled version of the book, which is now available on Audible and wherever you get your audiobooks from. Uh, but yeah, I, I was very much looking forward to rereading it. You know, I, you know, I'm already 50 pages in, absolutely loving it. That episode will be coming soon. So yeah, stay tuned for that. Cannot wait myself. Now, before I close out the show, if you have listened this far, please consider hitting those five stars. I would really appreciate it. Also, feel free to head along to the website and support the pod. But as always, thank you, thank you, thank you for your attention. So I think it's time to end this episode. And today to take us away, some wisdom from Lemony Snicket. And he writes, everyone should be able to do one card trick tell two jokes and recite three poems in case they are ever trapped in an elevator.